You're with Julian on the brown note, and as we move into that dead calm water after the Oscars, where virtually no interesting film will be released for the next two or three months, I can go back into reviewing old films. So a review of Do the Right Thing, which I caught on TV for the first time in years, and it's kind of good that I did as well because. I gave an absolute hammering to The Five Bloods last year. My third worst film of the year after <clears throat> We Summon the Darkness, that got a zero. Hillbilly Elegy, that got a zero. Um, so I wasn't very up on that one at all. Spike Lee himself has had a wildly varying filmography. When he came out of the gate, he was almost kind of in the similar vein to Tarantino. Not in the kind of films they made, but because they had this very sort of vivid, dynamic style that was all their own. And he was very much sort of riven with pop culture references. Very much in the now, very much sort of like the the movie equivalent of pop music. To be here now, as John Lennon said. Um, She's Got a Habit got a lot of praise. School Days didn't. Uh, and then he released Do the Right Thing in 1989, which is um, his flat-out masterpiece. And it's been a very up-and-down journey. Uh, Malcolm X was a very worthy film uh, and a very good film, but not a great one, unfortunately. Some of the times I've liked him more when he's been a gun for hire and not trying to make a personal project because I've got a lot of time for Clockers, which was a Scorsese. Well, he was going to direct it, and I think that he produced it. And uh, that was great. And so was the um, Inside Man, the bank robbery heist one. That was great. And he never let himself get in the way of any of those movies. Um, Sometimes it hasn't worked. The old boy remake wasn't either necessary or any good. Black Klansman was excellent. Um, I don't think I gave it a a brilliant review. I think I gave it like an 8 out of 10, if I remember. But that was really good filmmaking. And The Five Bloods just wasn't. And there have been some car crashes along the way. But in 1989, he released Do the Right Thing. Now... This is such an interesting film. It's often heralded as his best, um, and it should be heralded as one of the most complete looks at. For me, it's like viewing a multicultural suburb like a forest. There's lots of different things that live in this forest, and the conditions, in this case, a record heat wave over the course of a day, make all of this different potentially combustible fuel into fuel and then you have a lightning bolt which is the character of um, popping off in this film to set fire to everything burn it all down and as it's alluded to briefly at the end the insurance will pay for everything and bring it back it paints the most beautifully complex view of race relations you're likely to see it is not a film that shows the oppressed black man getting angry and having a riot it is total opposite of that it actually stars spike lee as mookie and he does a really good job he's a perfectly amiable in the sort of um like he could have been in one of the kid and play house party movies he really is good. He doesn't act much in his films, but he's, he's really good here. Um, basically, it's it's one day in this neighbourhood in... Um, is it Brooklyn or the Bronx? Brooklyn. Um, which gets a heat wave. And Mookie works for Danny Aelio. 
sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Danny Alio as Sal. He's a very famous actor, so I did that well. Um, he owns the pizzeria. He's a white Italian guy. His sons are white Italians, and they're in a very black neighborhood. And there's a Korean shop across the street. This film came out in 1989, and when you look at the timeline of events, that makes everything that happens here so incredibly prescient that scary. Not even for the modern era, because it ends in a massive riot, a race riot. This is years before the Rodney King beating, and only a couple of years, and just before the LA riots. Basically, Mookie works as a pizza delivery guy, and there's... There's, there's the kind of racial tension that exists in normal societies where we don't mind our P's and Q's, where people say what they mean, but generally get along with everyone else. Um, so the Italians, John Turturro, I always say his name wrong, Turturro is the son of Sal in the pizza shop, and he's very anti-black and says so, and embarrassed that he has to live in this neighbourhood and wants his dad to move to white Italian neighbourhoods. Um, the other son doesn't. He's friends with Mookie, and he doesn't think that his son is uh, doesn't think that his brother knows what he's talking about. He's a real bully as well. He bashes him around and tries to make him feel like he does. Rosie Perez is the extraordinarily foul-mouthed um, girlfriend of Mookie who lives with her mum, Latin, Latin to the core, screaming every time she speaks swear words. A great performance. <coughs> Now, this is a film that, oh, it, it's the kind of film you can't really write. Um, he did Crooklyn a few years later, which is a hugely underrated film, where there's no real story. It's Viginettes, and they're the most difficult films to paint a story with. Nomadland did it brilliantly. There's no propulsive narrative of a sort. It's seeing lots of different groups of people throughout the day in Brooklyn, but it does present this building tension of very different characters and the way that they can get whipped up particularly by a years ahead of i'll go through some of the people in this film because it's amazing the cast is one of the greatest things about it uh danny aello uh as sal was nominated for an oscar but he's a very famous actor um other people in it were Giancarlo Esposito many years out from being uh, in Breaking Bad as the very famous uh character from the chicken shop who his name I've forgotten uh, as bugging out um John Turturro was a year or two out from uh his breakthrough in Barton Fink he's here as one of the main characters Rosie Perez can't have been in much Martin Lawrence, I don't know if he was in anything before this. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, a good year or two out from Goodfellas, which is a film that constantly gets said as a film that broke Samuel L. Jackson. His part here is three or four times bigger than the Goodfellas film. Um, John Savage. Um, there's so many famous people in here on the cusp of stardom that you recognise that it's uh, incredible stuff. Um it's shot really, really vividly well, um, very, very colourful, and you really start to feel the heat. Um, it's got a wide variety of emotions on display, which is for what could be a very comedic film, as it often is. It's often very, very funny. Um, it still has a quite a wide range of human emotions. Sometimes Mookie's uh, relationship with um, Rosie Perez 
is incredibly touching. They have a love scene in this where he uses an ice cube to cool her down and nothing else, which is so sensual and lovely and nice. And there's no sex involved, but it's on this hot day and he just sort of cools her whole body down with an ice cube. It's really well done. And there's lots of scenes that divert off into these different sort of emotional trajectories. And underneath it all is like this engine room where this fuel is getting more and more combustible. And the Giancarlo Esposito character is awful. He is just this fierce troublemaker that will start a fight with anyone about anything. That's why he's called Bugging Out. And the other major character we see is the Bill Nunn character, Radio Rahim, who's become this iconic figure of blackness because he walks around, he's 10 feet tall, terrifying, carries this huge stereo, and (laughs) the whole time it's playing Fight the Power by Public Enemy, all day, every day. I loved a bit where he goes to buy batteries from the Korean shopkeeper, it's like, can I have 32 (laughs) batteries, like this big, and it's just phenomenal. Um, the characters have such a wide range of opinions. The bugging out character is annoyed, and this is the primary primary plot device. The pizzeria only has white people, white baseball players, and so on on the wall. So he goes nuts because he wants black people on the wall. He wants Malcolm X up there. He wants um, Martin Luther King up there, and this leads to him orchestrating a boycott of the pizzeria for not being black enough. And all of the black community tell him to get stuffed. There's lots of really interesting uh, backwards and forwards between Sal, the pizza guy, who tries to instill in his very racist son how proud he is to have fed this community for 25 years and how that really means something to him. Whereas if he moved his pizzeria to some white Italian neighborhood he's never grown up in, it wouldn't mean as much to him. And John Turturro out from Barton Fink, where he seemed to get international acclaim, is an awards-worthy performance here. He is a complicated basket of racial tension and bullying, um, but not completely without merit, but also horrible to his own brother as well. Um, the cast is uniformly excellent. Um, the characters are either iconic in a comedic sense or in a, in a sort of cartoonic sense, or they give genuinely really, really good performances like Sal uh, and John Turturro, even Mookie as well. These are all really interesting characters with um, quite a wide variety of development underneath the hood. This is lightning rod cinema. It doesn't offer anything that would be considered easy even by today's take on race relations. It shows how a race riot can develop from very mistaken things, very stupid things, or by instigators that are acting on their own self-interests. The soundtrack is excellent. The cinematography is as vivid as you would get and very, very colourful and sharp. Um, The wide-ranging cast is helmed together beautifully so that every one of these disparate groups has a connection uh, and you build your knowledge of them and their lives over the course of the day. So you really do invest in everyone. And when the riot kicks off over an altercation caused by, you name it, bugging out and Radio Rahim in the pizzeria that descends first into the death of a black man at the hands of the police and then into the current, uh, then into a race riot afterwards, how prescient is that? 
Um, and the whole thing is just mistake, compounding mistake, compounding aggression, compounding mistake. And the riot itself is it's just heartbreakingly sad. Sal's just given this beautiful soliloquy about how close he feels to the community. And he's the one that gets it. And Mookie is the one that gives it to him the worst. And that's heartbreaking. And then we get the aftermath. We get this the shoots of the forest coming up again as Sal and Mookie have this really sort of... Neither of them wants to say that they don't hate the other one and they start having a pop at each other, but there's this underlying tenderness there, which is really rather moving. And Mookie says, you know, the, the insurance is going to pay for everything as as in you know, the green shoots come up and everything will be fine again. And I thought it ended on the perfect note, um, which was the guy puts the pictures of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X on the wall. And the two quotes that come up at the end, just before the titles, one from both made at the same time, nearly one from Malcolm, uh, Mal, one from Martin Luther King saying about how violence is tyranny, violence should never be used in rebellion or revolution, that violence has no place, that violence weakens whoever uses it. And it's followed immediately by a quote from Malcolm X taking a different more nuanced position saying that he understands why violence is used and that sometimes it's necessary and somewhere in the middle of those two comments is spike lee's masterpiece do the right thing it is still probably the most accurate clever vivid depiction of a multi-ethnic society exploding under extreme conditions external forces and agitators who don't have their best interests at heart so I was completely, I've seen it probably two or three times before seeing it again, and I was very blown away on every level. Narratively, it doesn't make any mistakes for me. Um, the characters are excellent, the performances are excellent. It exists in that land between being a very dynamic, comical, cartoony film and a very profound and complicated story about race and people. And I thought it was absolutely flat out brilliant. So I'm going to give Do the Right Thing a 10 out of 10, a masterpiece. Uh, 